0: What I noticed about these amazing entrepreneurs is that they're never done. They're always stressed and frantic, grasping for the next thing. People at this level seem to tend to withhold joy from themselves. Hey, my name is Jenna Kutcher and I am obsessed with all things business, marketing, numbers, and helping you to navigate both the messy and the magical seasons of this thing called life. You're listening to The Gold Digger Podcast, episode number 332. A few months ago, I flew over 14 hours around the world with Drew and Conley and landed in the stunning lush country that you might have seen on water bottles. Fiji. It was the most memorable trip I've ever been on because I got to bring my family with me. And we spent magical days in Fiji, skinny dipping in our private pool, eating the incredible food, learning about the Fijian culture and digging into business. Now I'd been invited to a mastermind led by my business coach, Dean Graziosi and Tony Robbins, and was secretly pretty excited to be the only woman who had made the cut among the 10 people that were invited. I mean, it's not like I didn't want other women there. That would have been super awesome and probably way more comfortable for me. But I was more just anticipating watching these men with big personalities and super successful multi million dollar companies talk about business. I wanted to pay attention to the way everyone interacted. Like, are they going to lift each other up or jump straight into competitive mode? I got to be a fly on the wall and an active participant for a few days. And even though it was slightly intimidating, I somehow felt really at ease going in because my favorite humans, they got to come with me for once and be my sidekicks. This whole year for me has been all about leaning into presence and not pushing to chase down my next massive goal. I wanted to set up my business to kind of coast this past year so that I could be invested in this transition into motherhood. And I was ready to talk about that with these dudes who I was pretty sure wouldn't totally relate, but I wanted to bring that feminine vibe and that maternal energy to the party. On the opening night at our gathering, we were invited to introduce ourselves and share a little bit about what we do, where we're stuck, what's next for us, and we were also asked to share one big question that we wanted to have answered while we were there in Fiji at the Mastermind. Lo and behold, I ended up being the first person picked to go, and note to self, never sit in the front row if you don't want to be called on first. They handed me a mic and told me to go. I explained a little bit about what I do and this current season that I'm in, and Truth be told, I got a little teary-eyed. It's like, I don't know if it was jet lag or the fact that I knew my baby was hanging with my husband just a few doors down, but I told them that I really don't totally know what's next for me, but that I'm actually kind of okay with that right now. For as long as I've strived to achieve and reach at next level, I'm pretty darn content with letting things unfold as they will right now and not constantly pushing truthfully, it's the first time that I can think of that I've ever really felt this way and it feels really, really good. All eyes were on me and then Dean followed up with asking me this. So Jenna, like what's your big question that you have for the group this week? And I told him I didn't have one. It's not that I didn't wanna learn from these guys or engage in the conversation, but I just truly didn't have any burning, unanswered questions that I needed their insight on specifically in that moment. I didn't go to Fiji with this one code to crack or with a motivation to leave with this solid action plan. In fact, it was quite the opposite. Fiji was just the start of a three-week vacation with my family, and I was protecting myself from getting so many ideas that I wouldn't fully be present with my fam when we were in these once-in-a-lifetime locations. I'm in a place in my business that I could have never imagined 10 years ago. I mean, 10 years ago, I was still wearing red and khaki as an intern for Target to give you a little more perspective. I've experienced more growth than I could have ever anticipated this year, and I honestly accounted to taking some of the pressure off and just allowing myself to relax a bit for once. I've taken more time off. I've traveled more than ever this year. I've essentially worked part-time, and yet my business has never been better. I've been a part of masterminds for the past few years, and I've learned that usually the best value I get is in listening to other people's questions and taking what serves me while discerning what advice just isn't fit for me. And that was my plan for Fiji. Needless to say, that night was the kickoff to a very interesting and very educational few days. The highlight for me, honestly, was watching the hotel staff at an adults-only resort completely love on and adore Conley. I don't know if you guys follow me on Instagram, but I shared these Instagram stories where everyone was saying goodbye to Coco, and it was like heart-wrenching. They just loved her. And I know that sounds strange, but I learned just as much about joy and kindness and contentedness and heart from them as they did from the brilliant humans at The Mastermind. Like legitimately, they would sing to her and dance with her and take her in their arms and cradle and snuggle her and go make her special scrambled eggs back in the kitchen. I loved how warm and welcoming the Fijians were to us when, by the way, we were breaking the golden rule by bringing an infant to an adult's only resort. Thankfully, they were more than accommodating to my request and it worked out so well. I mean, being a working mom has a lot of dimensions to it. And so when we were invited to Fiji, I said, hey, you know what? I have a family and they got to come with me. And guess what? Dean and Tony were incredible. But back to the mastermind itself. I was recently talking to my friend Ed Milet the other day and he asked me about the trip. I sent him a voice text with my three biggest takeaways from the mastermind. And as I was talking through each one, I thought, man, this is something that you could probably benefit from hearing and probably get a kick out of too. So I decided to bundle up that experience into this episode to share with you today. Here are the three most impactful lessons I walked away from Fiji with and also the most common questions I got asked from the dudes in attendance. Some of them might just surprise you. Buckle up, let's get into the first major realization I had on my Fijian adventure. Are you ready? Thanks to Wantable for supporting the Gold Digger podcast. Wantable has taken the challenge out of finding the right clothes to wear every day. Go to wantable.com slash gold digger for $25 off your first edit. Do you want to know the three secrets that keep my business growing and have totally transformed my life into the vision I've always dreamed? They're the core advice I gleaned from my business coach, Dean Graziosi, and you can get them at jennacutcher.com slash three secrets. That's jennacutcher.com slash the number three and secrets. Number one, our ego gets in the way of so much of what we do. Like I said, I was the first one to intro myself and share my non-question with the room. And man, in hindsight, I'm so glad I went first. What I experienced next and in a few more of our meetings was a lot of ego showing up. And I think a lot of it was out of insecurity. I mean, have you ever been in a room where you feel like you just don't belong in it? imposter syndrome. Like we all have it. And I was quickly reminded that no matter what stage of the game you're in, you'll likely still battle it like new levels, new problems, right? Now, before I go too far, I want to say I 100% respect and admire every single person in that room. They are kind and brilliant and impact-driven men who have built incredible, impactful businesses, and they're all leaving beautiful legacies for their families, like top-notch human beings that I am so blessed to know and love. As I sat back and watched as more of a spectator, it became super interesting and super clear that a room of powerful men can quickly turn into a huge contest. Who can one-up the other? Who has the best questions? Who knows the most powerful people? Whose story is more moving or shocking? It kind of was like a ping pong match that I'll be honest, I wasn't not into observing. I mean, let's be real. Like, it's utterly fascinating. And trust me, I, as a human being, struggle with ego. I mean, I went first and I was talking about motherhood and, and there was this piece of me that was like, am I doing enough? Is my business enough? Am I great enough? Do I really belong here? And like, I get it. Like we all feel this pressure to prove ourselves throughout our lives. For a long time, I thought it was just women who had it bad, but holy cow, men have just as many insecurities that they try to mask with their egos. It happens to all of us. Where women many times measure their worth by body image or influence or relationship status or income... Men measure theirs just as stringently by money and success and impact. Like they hold themselves to impossible standards just like we do. And these men at the mastermind, they have it all. Like they sincerely have it all. They have money. They have success. They have power. Yet I could still see the straining effort from so many to prove themselves. Isn't it true that our ego can totally screw with our worth and get in the way of who we truly are and who we're meant to be? I was so not judging those guys because I could see this truth and I recognized it in myself. We have this desire to feel seen and to feel important. This year has been so good for me in that way because motherhood has actually forced me to drop the expectation to prove myself. I know I cannot do everything and be the best mom and live a perfect life and scale a business. Like I don't want to do all of that either. It's why this phrase, imperfectly empowering women, has sort of become my mission and my slogan. I want to lead by showing it's okay to be messy and to make mistakes and to learn as you go. Something I think our egos hate for us to do. They want us to stay stuck in insecurity. Ego is everywhere. One of my fears in going was that I would hear about all the things that I could do and not having people understand that maybe those things don't really appeal to me because I don't necessarily care to make more money or speak on stages in front of thousands. Like That endorphin rush of feeling important or more valued doesn't trump having the freedom and more time for me. If we seriously look at time as our currency, then the idea of doing these big things that will take months, even years, it just doesn't appeal to me. I could easily commit to writing a book or going on a podcast tour or running a live event or hosting a giant mastermind. But when I look at the time it would take away from my family, it quickly loses its luster for me. And that definitely set me apart in a unique way. Number two, your intuition is your guru. No one else is. Along the lines with ego, I saw a lot of people interested to get their big question answered. And to me, I saw these brilliant humans who had already built massively successful businesses and I wanted to shake them and say, you already know what you need to do. You don't need anyone's permission to go out and do it. I want to shake you today and say the same thing to you. You already know what you need to do. You don't need anyone else's permission to go out and do it. I probably had one of the lower earning businesses at the mastermind, but I can tell you, I felt like I had the highest level of contentedness and connection. Like I felt grounded. I didn't feel frantic. I felt free to disconnect and be present. And the greatest lesson I've learned this past year is that I really truly can trust myself. That's been such a process and an empowering one at that. I've had my own amazing mentors and teachers and voices from entrepreneur friends who just had their own babies too, to my mom, to women ahead of me in business who encouraged me to embrace this special time, even if slowing down doesn't feel natural or doesn't come easy to me. Seeing how fast Conley's first year of life went really made me grateful that I chose to black out my calendar for the year to give myself that time to be a mom first and an entrepreneur second. This past year, I've learned to lean into my intuition. And as a woman, I feel like we tend to be more in touch with our intuition naturally. I mean, I'm kind of the girl who hires based on feelings, who knows the second I walk into a space if it feels right. And while my methods might not be textbook, I've learned to really listen to my gut and to trust it. As women, I feel like we often disregard our gut feelings right off what our intuition is telling us to opt for more headstrong ways, especially in business. Like we look for systems and logic and blueprints. Those are all powerful tools, but they should never replace what you know and believe to be true for you, especially when it comes to business. Guys, I fall prey to this So often, I mean, I've told you before, I hire male business mentors from mastermind leaders to business coaches, because a lot of times I want to see their systems and understand their logic and get their blueprints. But I do that because I trust my intuition and my heart. I don't need anyone to teach me passion. I don't need anyone to help me align with my vision of what success looks like. But a lot of times we replace that desire to use our intuition to lean into those gut feelings because we believe that systems and logic and blueprint beat that out. And what was so interesting to me is that a lot of the men at the mastermind brought their incredible wives along. Wives, if you're listening, I freaking love you. I love drinking pina coladas with you. And I actually found myself dialoguing with these women more than the men. Like one of the conversations was just about how we as women innately know and feel things. And it's a part of our superpowers. We have these gut instincts. And when we tap into them, we're generally more successful. I was constantly listening and learning, allowing my intuition to guide what advice and ideas I wanted to take with me, the ones that resonated and were in alignment and made sense. And and I felt free to just leave the rest at the door. One of the gifts that I discovered this past year when I was more stretched juggling motherhood in business and working limited hours was getting really honest quickly about what would serve me in this season. And I was able to consciously let go of stuff that didn't feel right without dwelling or questioning or trying to make something fit that didn't quite make sense for me right now. We talked about all different kinds of things that could work for my brand, from joining the speaking circuit and speaking at large events, to starting another mastermind, or writing a book, or creating more products. Trust me, I know that there are a million things that I could do that would be successful, but I'm really honoring not adding more work to my plate and just focusing on how I personally define success, which I'll talk about in just a minute. If I'm going to spend all day in my work clothes, aka leggings, long t-shirts and cozy sweaters, I want to feel like I'm wearing an actual outfit, not just the same old lounge clothes every single day. That's where wantable comes in. Wantable is a personal styling service that sends you on-trend clothing in a style or fitness edit. An edit is seven pieces of hand-picked clothing from a variety of amazing brands, all selected based on your personal preferences. Take the style or fitness quiz to get started. An in-house stylist gets to know your closet, your lifestyle size, and unique preferences so they can outfit you for anything and everything. You get five days to try on everything at home and decide what you want to buy or what you want to send back. A $20 style. Filing fee will be credited towards any item you keep from your edit. I did the fitness edit because I knew I wanted cute but comfy outfits. I could go from baby wrangling to email answering to a Peloton ride without having to change. You can refresh your look monthly, seasonally, or place an individual edit at any time. Plus shipping and returns and exchanges. They're all free. Wantable has taken the challenge out of finding the right clothes to wear every day. Head to wantable.com slash gold digger for $25 off your first edit. That's W-A-N-T-A-B-L-E dot com slash gold digger for $25 off your first edit. Wantable.com slash gold digger. Would you pay $100,000 to be coached by the best? I mean, that's a hefty chunk of change, but the good news is you don't have to. The expert? My business coach, Dean Graziosi. And after working with him for over a year, I put the three life changing secrets I learned from him into one free guide for you. Head to slash three secrets to download it right now. And I'm even including a worksheet he made me to help me get exactly what I want when I negotiate. If you want to know the secret to defining success, advice for negotiating any deal, how to determine what your advantage is, and some never before shared stories, all in my guide at com slash three secrets that's com slash the number three and secrets. Number three was this. I felt more sure than ever about what my enough is and in allowing myself blank space. Now I have a whole entire episode about defining your enough as an entrepreneur and how it can literally change the course of your business and even your life. So many people have told me that that episode has been life-changing for them. Scroll back to episode 312 if you missed it or head to jennacutcherblog.com slash enough because it's a good one. And if you've been feeling maxed out or you're just wondering where that threshold exists or if it even does, that episode is for you. Defining my enough has been so important to me because once you know you're enough, you know where to draw boundaries and say no so much more clearly and with more confidence. When you're pursuing more and more and more and more, there's always something else to be done, to strive for, to work towards. Entrepreneurs are the worst about setting goals and then crushing them and then being on to the next thing without even pausing. I mean, it's a good thing sometimes, right? Like we want goals and measurable markers to aspire to, but when the goal is always just more, then like, where do we stop? When does it ever end? Where is the line drawn? Knowing what the number or the achievement or the amount of work is that you feel is truly enough for your contentment and peace is going to allow you to create a structure to get there, but to not burn yourself into the ground. What I noticed about these amazing entrepreneurs is that they're never done. They're always stressed and frantic, grasping for the next thing constantly going for more means that you're never going to be done. And people at this level seem to tend to withhold joy from themselves. It's like this whole, I'll be happy when mentality. And then when they reach whatever milestone they've set, there's this other level that they're already pursuing. Like there's no time for gratitude and joy, no space to take it all in, no margin to give yourself time to rest. During the actual mastermind, I was doodling, Is anyone else a doodler? Like, I need to keep moving while I'm listening. And I was listening so intently, but I couldn't get this vision out of my head. I was thinking about how I define success. And it was so clear to me. I drew this picture of our log lake house. And the words I wrote were, I want to feel peace and freedom. That is my goal. It's a feeling for sure, and it might not be a smart goal, but I wasn't writing down email subscribers or profit numbers or Instagram followers. I define success in this season as feeling peace and freedom. And to me, it looks like time at my lake with my family, not adding more to my plate. Full disclosure, if this episode sounds different, it's because I'm recording it at the lake. I'm sitting in our sweet guest house. I'm looking at Lake Superior and I'm feeling that freedom and that peace to create the things that I'm passionate about knowing that I get to go hang out with my family as soon as I'm done. I saw the return on defining my enough so clearly this year. The simple economic principle of supply and demand reared its head when I blacked out my entire calendar for the year, making no commitments to events or launches. Literally nothing work-related lived on my calendar for the entire year. Little did I know that when I did that, I inadvertently made my demand increase. So instead of wishing I was on stages and feeling FOMO and seeing my friends doing these big events or book launches or conferences, I got to be home this past year experiencing JOMO, the joy of missing out. Because the moments that were unfolding right in front of me trumped any 15-second clip on an Instagram story. Literally, Anything that you saw me do this year from launching courses to affiliating sales to small intimate events, even recording this very podcast, it's because I want to do it, not because I have to. I didn't have to do a dang thing. I was committed to trusting my gut and my gut alone. And so this was easily the most passionate, fun year of business for me because it was fueled by my best yeses. Heck, I can open my phone and reach more people using Instagram stories than I could ever being on a stage. So if I really have a message for the masses and can deliver it from home on my couch with Coco nearby, why would I not do that? My enough is way more about quality of life this year and giving myself blank space to choose what I want to participate in as I go. Now, one of the biggest joys I had at the mastermind was teaching. Go figure. Like, it's actually so funny. I didn't go in thinking that I'd have much to offer these successful businessmen. Like, these guys are well-versed in business and marketing. They've got years on me. Like, what are they going to ask me? But the two biggest questions I was asked were, how can I better connect with my audience and how can I create a true brand with content that impacts, connects, and appeals to my people? So full disclosure, the whole reason I was at this mastermind was because I won the launch that I was an affiliate for, the Knowledge Business Blueprint, such an amazing course. And I beat out all of these guys, plus over a thousand others. They have these insane email lists. Like my email list is a tiny fraction of theirs. And they have bigger followings than me and majorly successful multimillion dollar businesses. And I truly believe I won because I know how to meet my people. I know how to meet you exactly where you're at. And they were asking me, like, how did I do it? What magic was I working on over here? And I'm like, "Um, (laughs) I just post really cute pictures of my baby. And I talk about how I mess up. And I ask questions so that I can understand and serve people where they're already at. But really, like... I don't try to pretend like I know everything or that I'm the authority on all the things. Sure, I share my strategies that I've seen work really well time and time again. And I also share pieces of my life that make me a total imperfect human and hopefully relatable. Like to me, it's not rocket science. It's just honesty. I don't focus on trying to win over the masses and get the world rallying behind me. My mentality is much more a one by one. Let's do this together kind of thing. Some people get so big that they forget that they're speaking to real humans who are just trying to live their lives or run their businesses a little bit better. And I realized it's a gift to be not so removed from the beginning that I've forgotten what it's like to scrape together $100 to hire a designer on Etsy for a logo or to have your goal to be simply to pay for the gas in your gas tank. I have never forgotten what it's like to bootstrap a business while simultaneously questioning like, can I really do this? And I've never shied away from sharing the good, the bad, and the ugly of entrepreneurship. Now, the branding question made me laugh a little bit because, dang, these guys are so masculine. The work they do can serve men and women alike, but they're messing up in simply how they're showing up. Like, they're repelling half of their audience without even knowing it or intending to. I had a few choice words to my fellow attendees about that, and let me tell you, they were taking notes If you listen to my episode where Ed Milet interviewed me, I sort of called him out on his branding right away. Like his headshot is in a tight t-shirt with ripped muscles and a private jet behind him and a really nice car that I don't even know what kind of car it is. And that's not the Ed I know. Like that's not the Ed I was voice texting. Sure, Ed loves nice things. Like who doesn't? But Ed has a heart of gold and a faith that is so inspiring. And he's a devoted family man and he's way softer than he lets on he's such a tender heart and he has the best giving demeanor. And sometimes I can't understand why people lead with so much flashiness. If you caught that episode with him, it's number 303. If you missed it, I asked him right out the gates, what his vision was for all of that. And he actually had a good laugh at me. He admitted like, yep, that's not what I love. Like I'm leaning with inauthenticity. He hates that. He's like, we got to change that. And it's funny, right? Because we evolve, our brand evolves, but sometimes we're just missing the chance to connect with people because of simple color choices or font choices, or because we're busy painting a picture that people aren't actually resonating with or connecting with. I see it happen with so many people. I mean, I even see it in my own brand. Like we're getting away from colors like pink in terms like girl boss, because we want to reach more people And I don't want people to question if this content is for them just because of branding choices that don't necessarily make sense. Like I said, like I'm over here imperfectly leading the charge. A lot of times our ego tells us to share the showy stuff that that is the selling point and what people want to see. And we can end up posting stuff that people can't even relate to or don't even desire. And I think that's where I figured it out in a different way. While you might not be able to relate to every single aspect of my life, you sure as heck have bedhead some days, and you probably live in your coziest sweatpants, and maybe you have kids that do the darndest things, and you have days where you're hustling so hard your top knot goes a little sideways, like, I try to lead with imperfection and humility. I'm like, hey, (laughs) here are my flaws, here's what I'm working on, here's my heart, and I'm letting you into my messy middle. I'm not waiting to share when I have it all figured out, because if that were the case, I'd probably never share because I'd be waiting forever. That sort of humility is what I think has kept me as a relatable human being, even when my business has grown. I learned so much in Fiji. Like Just the other day, I pulled up my notebook, and among the dreams and the ideas and the pages of notes and systems and suggestions was that picture I had drawn of our lake house with the words, freedom and peace. It was a perfect reminder for me to not let my ego take over, to push it in the backseat, to keep defining success on my own terms, to listen more than I speak, and to lean into my own intuition and what it's telling me is right for this next season. So, What do you think? Did you like getting a bit of an insider peek to my mastermind that I attended? It was truly a trip, and I found myself feeling so affirmed in the season and the stage that I'm in right now. At one point during one of the meetings, it was running hours later than expected, and I had to feed Conley. And so I grabbed a nursing cover, and Drew discreetly snuck her in, and I fed her while I was learning from the others who were still masterminding. Later, some of the girls from Tony's team came up to me and they were like, oh my gosh, that was so awesome. How empowering to see a working mom in action. No one's ever done that before. And I just smiled because that's this season that I'm in for me right now. This is the life I'm in. It's a juggle and it's imperfect. And it's this mix of life happening and business evolving. And it's spur of the moment, changing hats from boss to mom. And I didn't want to miss out on the content, but my baby needed to eat. And that was the reality of that moment. That was a reality of this entire last year, and I'm sure it's the reality of the years to come. That's sort of my whole approach to life right now. It's this delicate dance of embracing being a mom and embracing my still growing business. I don't need to perform or prove myself to anyone, and my peace is my ultimate measure of success. That's all I could really ask for right now, and I'm so thankful that you get to watch it all unfold. Thank you so much for being a part of this journey. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Gold Digger Podcast. Until next time, Gold Diggers, keep on digging your biggest schools.